thank you for tuning into this episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast. It's greatly appreciated. On this episode, the fellas are going to talk about comments that Charles Oakley made about Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they ask questions about rising star Ja Morant. One of them being, is he the next face of the NBA? Um, so when, when, when LeBron finally does hang it up, which appears to be in a little while because he's waiting for Bronny uh, to come to the league for at least a year, you would think that at that point, uh, John Morant would be what? Let's say it's three, four years from now. He'd be 25, 26, 27, uh, maybe even a little older than that. Uh, he'd have a legitimate shot at being one of the faces of the NBA. But for me, it's one guy. So that's that's you're basically asking me. Can he be the best player in the NBA? I'm, I don't know. That's a big question mark for me. Uh, but if I'm going to project forward, he certainly has that opportunity to do that. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O'Any, the one and only. I want to thank you guys and ladies for joining us. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can go to our website, newchannelsports.net. Check us out there. That's New Channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. We're doing major things on Instagram and Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Download that Roku app so you can see our wonderful faces there. Anyway, my name is O'Any, the one and only. I'm going to be one half of your host today. My other host, my other co-host is here. He is the phenomenal one. Chris, how are you doing, bro? What's going on? What's good? Let's get to it. Let's get to it indeed. We have an awesome show in store for you guys. So let's get right into it. Let's kick off the show with some headlines. It's time for... It's time for... Headlines. Headlines. All right, so Major League Baseball cancels his games and announced the lockout will delay the 2022 season. Um, that's according to the commissioner, Rob Manford. He had to say, I had hoped against hope that I would not have to do this particular press conference in which I'm going to cancel some regular season games. The calendar dictates that we're going to be able to play the first two series of the regular season, and those are officially canceled. This is going to be the first time that the season will be disrupted in MLB since the stoppage happened in 1994, 1995. If you listen to our last episode, you understand that I don't care. I don't give a damn about the MLB. Chris, do you care at all? Well, yeah. Um, I, you know how I feel. I disagree with you. I think it's a, it was a sport I grew up watching. Um, and I heard your, your your take on that, and I know that you appreciate the Astros, but I appreciate the MLB. I think their biggest issue right now is drawing in a younger audience, which has um, been a struggle for them. And a lockout obviously does not help. So any type of a lockout is bad. I think the last one they had was in 94, if I'm not mistaken. And um, 
I just I, I think it shows a short-sightedness by the MLB thinking that they're in a position where they can have a lockout. Um, and you know, you know how it is. Both sides play one way or the other. The MLBs come out saying, "Well, we thought we'd get it done," and the MLBPA saying, "Well, we just wanted to be fair." So all that tells me is they're not as close as I would like, and it's unfortunate that we're going to miss the first two series and opening what what was originally going to be opening day in the MLB. Well, I cannot disagree with you more. I don't care. So uh, let's go on to the next headline in store. Um, Art Browse resigns as Grambling coach, um, office coordinator. Four days after being hired, Hugh Jackson hired him over there. But you know that Art Browse had a whole bunch of stuff going on in his past. Back when he was coaching Baylor, as far as, you know, some sexual assault allegations. So after he was hired four days later, there was a lot of backlash and he just decided to resign altogether. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just just co-signing that. um, They probably should have never uh, hired him in the first place. Um, There's been a black renaissance in the HBCUs, so I didn't understand bringing in a guy like Art Browse who has the the stain on his career that he has. It didn't make sense to me, but sometimes Hugh Jackson's going to be Hugh Jackson, so it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, he went ahead and resigned this four days after being hired. San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will reportedly undergo surgery that will keep him out of action for the summer. Uh, Garoppolo reportedly sustained the injury during the team's wildcard win over Dallas Cowboys. Even with the surgery, it is still quite a possibility that he will be traded before the season starts. After several issues came up during the playoffs last season, one team has submitted an official proposal to the NFL to change its overtime rules. Interestingly enough, that team was the Indianapolis Colts. They sent in a proposal in the NFL to change the rules in overtime. The rule change would guarantee that each team gets at, at least one possession overtime during both the regular season and in the playoffs. The NFL Commission Committee is currently holding meetings at the Combine in Indianapolis where they're going to go over it and they said it will be a big focus as far as these over overtime rule changes. Um, I think I talked to you, Chris, a while back about a proposal I had as far as changing the overtime rules and you told me to get on that and probably put it out before it was stolen. But, you know, maybe the coast already stole it already. Well, I told you what to do and you didn't do it, so that's on you. It is uh, on you. You're right. You're <laughs> that's right. on you. it as soon as possible. All right, and the last bit of news in headlines, I just want to get this out there. Two-time All-Star guard Isaiah Thomas has signed a 10-day contract with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, He actually did play. He played 14 minutes, scored 10 points, had five rebounds, um, three assists. He scored that 10 points on 4 of 11 shooting. I just like to see the man get his opportunity back in the league. He suffered an injury when he was having a MVP caliber season way back when it is good to see that he's, he's back in the league and hopefully he can play well enough to where the Hornets will extend that contract. Yeah. Maybe they'll extend the contract and back that Brinks truck back up and pay this. <laughs> hey man, uh, whenever someone is trying to get the bag or has the opportunity to get the bag, I'm always for it. Cause you know, he did lose, lose out on some money. Do you know the reference I'm talking about? I have no you know idea. What I'm talking about. 
Oh, okay, so I, you got, I got to let you know. So when he was playing with the Celtics, this is before, obviously, the injury. They asked him about how, what he wants to get paid that summer. He was like, they better back the Brinks truck back oh. up. <laughs> he never got paid. I'm not laughing at him, but I do remember that vividly. And uh, I wish him success, man. As do I. I really do wish him success. But that is headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into our show. We're going to talk some more NBA. We're going to talk about one Ja Morant. Uh, he has been proclaimed the most exciting player in the NBA right now. He is literally going off. I think he scored about, was it 55 points in that game where he he hit a, a ridiculous buzzer beater. Uh, he dunked on somebody from what it looked like the free throw line. But Ja Morant is a hot topic right now. And and rightfully so, because he's playing really, really well. That Grizzlies team is playing really well. And they have the attention of all the NBA fans. But Chris, let's dive into this a little bit more. I'm going to ask you some questions about John Morant. And you do to your best of your abilities, go ahead and ask these questions for me. I'm going to ask you three questions, actually, um, surrounding John Morant. When you look at John Morant and his playing style, who does he remind you more of? Uh, D Rose being Derrick Rose, Allen Iverson, or Russell Westbrook? Uh, I'll go none of the above. None um, of the above. I'd liken him to, yeah, I, I, well, to answer the question, because I know how you'd be getting salty, uh, <laughs> just for the listener to know, he creates these topics, so we don't answer, he'd be getting all salty and stuff. Uh, he's definitely not Allen Iverson. I don't see any Russell Westbrook in him. Uh, maybe with the tenacity a little bit, um, but the closest is Derrick Rose, and I will be honest with you, um, I was going to do a podcast on the Leeds Podcast Network about how he reminds me very much so of Derrick Rose, and I don't mean that in a positive way. Unfortunately, for those who remember Derrick Rose, he had a great, fantastic start to his career, and um, he had an MVP season where he won the MVP and then his career really started falling down after he he had a serious injury. And I look at John Moran and his career reminds me of that. Just athletic, trying to dunk on everyone. Finally was able to pull that off during that 52-point performance versus the Spurs. He put that boy Jakob Podol in the shadow realm. Like, just destroyed that man. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of his game is athleticism. Um, he's a better shooter than Derrick Rose at this point in his career, but um, any type of injury would really, really, really hamper him. And I know you could say that about almost every other NBA player, but there are guys who are truly built on athleticism. I don't want him to get injured. Many people listening to this podcast would say, why would you even bring that up? But we got to be able to look at who is his career arc looking like right now. And he does look like Derrick Rose before the injury. And I hope he doesn't get a similar injury. But I think Derrick Rose is a fair comp. Um, I think it's a realistic comp for him. And I'm hoping that his career arc does not trend in the same way after putting on the performance we've seen him put on so far this year. Yeah, I I agree with mostly of what you said. When I do look at John Morant, I do see a lot of, of D. Rose. Um, when you look at what D. Rose was able to do during the course of his career towards that injury, you, you kind of would notice, maybe not at the time, but you would notice the way he would he would lift and, and kind of every time he tried to go for a dunk, it, it seems like he puts all the pressure 
on his knees as far as trying to go up and dunk. And he was very explosive. Um, he was able to go to the hole at will. And I don't, I don't want to say that he was necessarily always trying to get that um, electric finish. When I think about electric finishes, I kind of do see him similar to Russell Westbrook in that way. Russell Westbrook, when he goes down the lane, especially when he was younger, he would always try to finish strong at the rim. So the reason why I even brought up Allen Iverson into all this equation, Allen Iverson posted something on Twitter where he had an MVP trophy and he had John Morant's jersey on the MVP trophy and he tweeted sooner or later. And that just shows you how much of an impact that John Morant has had in the NBA so far. But if I had to say who he's he's most similar to, I would definitely say Derrick Rose. And of course, none of us wants to see anybody get hurt in this league. We just don't. But if I were John Morant, right, I will look at past players and what they were able to do. And he needs to think about it right now as far as what he needs to do to lengthen his career. Because we all love the way he plays. It's very exciting. We want to see stuff like that. But I think he needs to dial it back a little bit. You know, go for that mid-range jump shot instead of going all the way to the hole and trying to dunk on everybody. Go for that layup. You know, just do little bitty small things so that you can prolong your career. Because you're not Superman, sir. I'm sorry to tell you this. You're not Superman. Even though you like to go on the court and act like you can jump over and fire everybody and knock on anything that comes in your way, eventually those skills are going to diminish. And sooner rather than later, you should think about maybe just dialing it back a little bit so that you can prolong your career. Because I really would love to see him play and play out and ball out for many, many years to come. Now, I did mention Allen Iverson, and I wanted to pose this next question as it um, um, refers to John Morant. Do you think that John Morant will have a better career than Allen Iverson? Um, That remains to be seen. Um, If I had to project forward, uh, I'd say he has the opportunity. And what I mean by that is Allen Iverson has this um, larger than life appeal to him. Part of that is his appeal to the rap community, this keep it a buck and the clothes that he wore and his appeal, not just to the rap community, but well, specifically to the rap community, but the rap community is not just comprised of African-Americans. It's many people who follow pop culture, right? So he was so popular and that added to the lore of his game, stepping over Tyron Lue, beating the Lakers team in the, in the finals when no other team had previously beat them in that playoff run. In fact, giving the Lakers team their only loss. And a lot of people forget in game two of that series where Iverson's team played the Lakers, they almost won game two as well. Um, so it, it, there's a tall task for John Morant to be considered better than Iverson when you take the culture into account and you take just the lore around Iverson's name but you look at what the NBA's PR let out I think it was earlier um, this week how John Moran's 52 point performance was the most watched 
um, clip uh, on Instagram this season for an NBA player. Uh, he's the third most watched player on social media. He's starting to get that lure where everyone is watching every single thing that he does. Uh, I want to see him try to dunk on someone. I want to see him actually dunk on someone. I want to see him shoot a, a shot with 0.4 left on the clock from a half-court heave or full-court heave from Steven Adams. He's also quite popular. So as far as the popularity is concerned, he is a good comp with Iverson. And uh, to come full circle and answer your question, I think he certainly has a shot. Um, Iverson also played in Memphis, which a lot of people may not remember. <laughs> he played in Memphis for a little bit. Um, I, I think he has a shot. Um, I think it's very dangerous to comp players out. And we just talked about Derrick Rose. When Derrick Rose won his MVP, I mean, what was his projection? You know what I mean? And then he got injured. I'm certainly not wishing for that. If you're a Memphis fan, you're like, dang, this dude, Chris, is really bringing up injuries. But it's just hard to comp a guy out who plays the way he plays because one injury could really change the way we see him. Um, for his sake, I hope he does. And he certainly has the opportunity to to be considered better than Irison. But he's got a lot of work to do to get there. Yeah, nobody wants to see any player in this league get injured, but it's just something that's part of the game. Even players that did not play as ferociously or aggressively as uh, John Morant, they found themselves with injury issues. You look at Grant Hill. Grant Hill was probably projected to be one of the all-time greats if he didn't get hurt. You look at um, one of my favorite players of all time in Penny Hardaway. He was also projected to be one of the all-time greats. You look at Tracy McGrady to a certain degree. He would have been, you know, considered probably in that top 75 if he didn't get hurt. So there are a lot of players that have been hurt throughout the course of time, throughout the course of the NBA, and that's something we don't want to see. As far as John Morant and whether or not he have a better career than Allen Iverson, Chris, you said it perfectly. When you look at what Allen Iverson was able to do off the court, that added to his lore on the basketball court because he was the first guy to really being, bring hip hop into the basketball world. He wore the baggy pants. He wore the jewelry. He made a rap album, which was pretty good by the way, but it was just kind of grimy. It was really grimy back in the day. So a lot of people really can listen to it and, and really appreciate it. But he, it was, it was pretty good stuff. But when you add everything that Allen Iverson was doing off the court, he had the shoes with the, with the Reeboks, I mean, he was doing it all. And then he was really the first one, in my opinion, to really bring that that crossover into the NBA. You know, Tim Hardaway did it, of course. Tim Hardaway would say that he was the originator of the crossover. He was Richard Pryor. But then Allen Iverson came in as Eddie Murphy, and he really took that crossover to another level. When Allen Iverson crossed over Michael Jordan, that was something to behold. Everybody was watching that. So when you look at what John Moran is doing right now, yes, he has it on the court for sure. And now he also has it off the court also. He has caught the eye of everybody across the league. That's a very interesting thing that you brought up as far as Instagram and him being the most watched um, NBA athlete on Instagram. I didn't even know that. So with that being added to the equation, I think he he the trajectory is there. He's definitely there. He just has to continue to do what he's doing. Uh, of course, you know, Allen Iverson won himself an MVP. Uh, he made a finals appearance. 
and he was a, you know, very, very dominant player. Pound for pound, he might have been the best basketball player of all time, pound for pound. So I do think John Moran is there, and he has the opportunity definitely to have a better career than Allen Allen Iverson did. So with that question, it kind of brings up this next question. Are we looking at the next face of the NBA? Uh, well, that that's a little more complicated, right? So right. what do you mean by face of the NBA? Um, and I'm not even asking you that. Just people seem to have different definitions. Um, if you were to ask some people today who's the face of the NBA, I think most people would agree it's probably still LeBron. But you'd have a camp saying that um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is part of it. Um, you could add Seth Curry to that. You could add Kevin Durant. Um, so if you if you're one of those people that look at it as being a conglomerate, right? So a group of people, then absolutely you can argue he's a face of the NBA today, right? Just talk about him being the third most viewed athlete on Instagram, um, or at least from the NBA on Instagram. I mean, his numbers are off the charts whenever you watch any video with him on it. So you could argue he's one of the faces of the NBA today. So it just depends on how you see it. I like to look at the face of the NBA as being one singular being. One person, when you think of NBA, you think of that person. And for me, obviously, you know, I'm going to say it's LeBron at this moment until he retires. Uh, But after that, it's a free for all. We remember um, when Jordan first retired, it was kind of a free for all in the NBA uh, until the Rockets won back to back titles. Right. And then when Jordan came back, Jordan quickly assumed his title back. I'm the face of the NBA. Um, so when 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 LeBron finally does hang it up, which appears to be in a little while because he's waiting for Bronny uh, to come to the league for at least a year, you would think that at that point, uh, John Morant would be what, let's say it's three, four years from now, he'd be 25, 26, 27. Um, maybe even a little older than that, uh, he'd have a legitimate shot at being one of the faces of the NBA. But for me, it's one guy. So that's that's you're basically asking me, can he be the best player in the NBA? And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's a big question mark for me. Uh, But if I'm going to project forward, he certainly has that opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, I love John Morant, but I, I definitely cannot see him being the singular face of the NBA. I think he's a great player. I think he's an awesome player and there's nothing against him. I just think there are also a lot of other players that can take that role. I think after LeBron finally decides to pack it up and retires, there's going to be a collective amount of players that are going to assume that role of being the face of the NBA. You know, you talked about Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan and everybody else. It was, LeBron James and everybody else. I think that this next group of, of superstars is going to be, you know, John Morant, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and just a couple other athletes there that are going to assume the face of the NBA. I don't think anybody is going to be as dominant as LeBron James or Michael Jordan for a while. Uh, the one guy I do think of that could possibly do that which we're going to talk about a little bit more as the podcast goes along, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's the only individual right now in my eyes that can really take over and be as dominant as those two athletes and really become the face of the NBA. But, you know, who knows? I didn't think John Morant would uh, mature this quickly. Uh, The Grizzlies are looking really, really good. So who knows? I don't think he will be the singular face of the NBA, 
but he can definitely be a part of it when the future comes around. All right, our last topic of discussion, we talked a little bit about Giannis Antetokounmpo, and we're going to talk about um, Charles Oakley. Did you hear the comments that Charles Oakley made about Giannis, Chris? No, I I didn't hear that. You didn't hear it? Mm-mm. Well, um, basically, what um, what Charles Oakley said. Let me go ahead. Let me just go ahead and and play the audio for you. This is what um, Charles Oakley had to say about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He he wouldn't have been a force back in the days. That's no, would or would not? Would or would he not? He wouldn't have been a force. Why is that? He would have struggled because they would make him two jump shots. And, and you know, it, it, he wasn't be doing no you up to the basket like he's doing. You'll step to the basket and just get laid up. No, somebody's going to knock his head off. Mm. I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad he's doing what he's doing now, but he definitely wouldn't. He wouldn't come on the bench back in the days. So, Charles Oakley, if you don't know who Charles Oakley is, Charles Oakley played for the New York Knicks back in the 80s, uh, 90s. And he was kind of like an enforcer type kind player, kind of player. Um, that audio was when he was on the um, No Pump Fake uh, podcast. And he, he basically said that they're going to regulate Giannis Antetokounmpo and that he would have to basically be forced to shoot jump shots. He, he was not going to be able to do any Euro step into the lane. And he will basically be coming off the bench. What, what Charles Oakley was basically saying is that he was a better player then Giannis Antetokounmpo would have been in the NBA in the 80s because he was a starter and he would have came off the bench after him. Um, This is my problem with these old heads. And this is why it's so funny to me when people say, Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. You're like, bro, how did you get this? Just hear me out. How did, how did we get to this? How did we get I'll this? give you the 80s. I'll tell you exactly how we got there. I'll give you the 80s because the 80s was a talented period. I don't think it's even a question. The 90s was probably the least talented the NBA was. You may say, how could you say that? You had Michael Jordan. You had Akeem Olajuwon. But if you look at the games, right, I don't know why people think it was just this hard, tough era. It was just people bricking the ball all the time. Games ending in the 80s and the 70s. You're like, man, the defense was great. No, you had guys like Charles Oakley, Bill Lambeer, just non-talented big guys who were just there to do one thing and one thing only, make a mess. <laughs> I mean, you guys aren't talented. And I, it's hard to say they're not talented because obviously Charles Oakley's talented. He played in the league from 85 to the early 2000s. He has talent. Bill Lambeer has talent. I say that jokingly. But my point is, is, his talent is nowhere near compared to Giannis Antetokounmpo. And everybody knows that. But I guess what annoys me more than anything is when people say, well, back in my day, uh, it was an enforcers and you couldn't go in there. We would have knocked him down. Let me tell you something. Nobody back in his day or in any day looked like Giannis. The height, the power, the muscles, the speed. He wouldn't have been able to catch Giannis to do what he's claiming he would have done. And obviously his take is asinine. 
But even removing that aside, I just think there are people who watched basketball, particularly in the 90s, who have really made, I don't, I don't know what they think they saw, but it was the worst era of basketball. It really was not great basketball being played. Um, and that's not even a knock on Jordan. It's just a knock on the brand of basketball that was being played, which is why the league had to do something about it. And now, obviously, there's a lot more open run. But a part of that open run is there are a lot more talented players who are in the league right now. Uh, I'm not crazy enough to, to make this argument without the understanding Without an Akeem Olajuwon, right, there is no Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Like, there's always somebody before you who allows your game to grow. And um, and I think Giannis would tell you that, too. I just I, I just get annoyed with people who say, oh, we would have knocked him down. He never would have got up. What part of Giannis's body makes you think if you hit him, he ain't going get, to get up? I just I don't understand that at all. Well, it's funny that you bring up Akeem Olajuwon. Uh I just want to play this clip of what Isaiah Thomas had to say. You know, he did play back in the 80s as well. And he kind of agrees with you, Chris. But let me play the clip of what Isaiah Thomas had to say in response to what Charles Oakley had to say. This is his response as to whether or not Giannis Antetokounmpo would able to play in the 80s. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a feeling. Absolutely. Wait, come on. Let's be for real now. Okay. I remember in the 80s. There was a guy by the name of Ralph Sampson, okay? Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon, before Ralph Sampson got hurt, they were saying that Ralph Sampson was going to be, I remember Bill Russell saying, Ralph Sampson can be the greatest player ever because of his skill set, his ability to handle the ball, his ability to play around the baskets, his ability to block shots. Giannis is today's Ralph Sampson. And all these guys talking about what Giannis couldn't play, and all this, dude, Giannis going around Oakley, Giannis going around all them, he dunking on them, he letting them, he bigger, he faster, he stronger. You can talk all that stuff because you don't play no more. You can talk all that stuff because you got gray hair and you sitting on the sidelines smoking cigars about what you used to do. That dude would dog you every single time y'all stepped on the court. All right, so that's what Isaiah Thomas had to say in response to that. He That's why I like Isaiah Thomas, bro. He always be keeping it real, man. He oh, yeah. keeping it you know, real, he, he, man. He, he Charles Oakley hey, got a little bit what deep it is. going on it right is what now. Because before this whole thing happened with Charles Oakley, Charles Barkley, I didn't mean to say Charles Barkley, with Charles Oakley talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think Charles Oakley was actually on the All in Smoke podcast way back when, and he was talking about how nobody likes Isaiah Thomas or something like that. So they got a little bit of beef going on there, but Isaiah Thomas more so described Giannis Antetokounmpo as being Ralph Sampson, which is 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 a pretty good comparison as well. Because if you look at what Giannis was going to be able to do in the 80s, I do agree with Charles Oakley that he would have been forced to shoot jump shots. But that doesn't mean he wasn't going to be dominant. He was still going to be dominant in the league. There's no other physical specimen to compare him to back in the 80s. He would have dunked on Charles uh, Oakley. He would have dunked on everybody. He would have been the next coming of, or the first coming, really, of LeBron James, before LeBron James, because he would have been going up and down the court and doing whatever he wanted to do. So yeah, I, I mean, let's let's keep it a buck. There's no way a Giannis Antetokounmpo exists during that time because there's no coach that allows him. To that's exactly that. my point. Which is why Charles Oakley's comments are just they're asinine. Right. So it's like you, we, 
I know he knows better than that, but it's kind of one of those things where he just wants to say it for appeal and for people to talk about him and to have talking points. Um, there, I, we talked about this on a different podcast. There are certain players that transcend generations, and Giannis is clearly one of those guys. He could play in any generation. Um, clearly, Isaiah Thomas is one of those guys. could play in any generation. Charles Oakley is not one of those guys. Uh, let's just keep it a buck. He's not playing in the NBA today. He doesn't. He didn't have the skill, or maybe he wasn't allowed to showcase the skill. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Maybe he. Maybe in his mind, he's averaging thirty-two points in today's NBA. Maybe in his mind, he's Giannis Antetokounmpo today. Um, that's that's probably what he thinks. So, I, I think there is some delusion when it comes to um, older players, not just in the NBA, just older players. Um, who are out. So I'll give you an example. Oenyi always talks about his stats when me and him were talking about sports. And um, there's some delusion that he'd be making things up. Talking about back in my day, I was doing all this nonsense. I should have cut and your we mic both off know right it's there. BS, when you but... said my name, I should have cut your mic off because I already knew where you were going to go. I was with that, waiting bro. to see how long you let me go, bro. <laughs> you always come with that mess, bro. Uh, hey, it is what man. it is. This has been the New Channel Sports Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed listening to the show. Once again, this is your first time listening. Go ahead and subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. Check us out on our website, newchannelsports.net. New Channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L Sports. Check out our faces on Afro Vibes TV. It's myself, the phenomenal one, and Big Low, he wasn't available today, but he will definitely be back. Check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Download that Roku app. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did I miss anything, Chris? The League, man. Check out The League. Oh, check out The League's podcast. Yes, sir. My boy, Chris, is holding it down over there. Check us out over there as well. The new channel, Sports Show, on The League's podcast network. Until next time, I have been the one and only O.N.E. Joined by my phenomenal co-host, Chris. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.